Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 184, going live for patrons April 26, 2021, of our Lord and Savior Todd Howard, and going up for everyone else April 28th. This is a weekly show covering all the games, Maine, Canada, and the people who create them. My name is Stephen. I'm one of those people, but it's spelled with the PH so you'd think it's Stefan, but uh, it's actually Stephen, of course, joining me, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, the man, the myth, the legend, the big, tall... Uh, I'm trying to write beard with rhyme beard with something, but I couldn't. So I'm just going to say Steven with a PH in Fear the beard. Fear the beard. That's a good one. Uh, but we say Steve. So it's Steven and Steve. And then people don't get confused ever. Mm-hmm. The site, our work, is of course supported by our amazing patrons over on patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. You can back us there for Discord perks, 2D early access to the podcast, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events, shout outs at the end of every episode, and the knowledge. That you're helping us keep the lights on, covering the Canadian game dev scene. <sighs> All right, Steve, did you know that at our highest tier, uh, we'll plug whatever you want within reason on the podcast for the entire time that you're one of our patrons at that level? No, I didn't know that. Shout out to our main man Eric, <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, got uh, his work over at thebotbook.com, the B O T book, and is looking for sponsors and uh, presenters and people to show off their games at game slice 2021 an all digital online uh gaming event usually takes place in person in london ontario the second coolest london in the world but this year is all online for obvious reasons getting really good at that intro steve this is probably like Mm -hmm. i don't know what episode i started but it's been like two years now so that's crazy two years this july actually oh really we should have a little party let's do it i'm down stream some dauntless again um no let's not do that let's stream uh, apex yeah let's stream some apex season, i still i still have a few trophies i need so season uh the new season with titanfall stuff's coming out oh i should add that to the news no we already talked about it didn't oh, we? or did they confirm it well they showed a trailer i didn't watch it though because i don't really care about the story oh, oh. um steve i want to yep. plug at the top everyone's uh or the, all the ways that people can support the various indigenous movements across this land that are fighting against bullshit federal provincial governments and uh, brutal police forces like Lambac Lane in Ontario, the Wet'suwet'en in BC, and the Mi'kmaq in Nova Scotia. All the links to help are at the top of the show notes, as well as a link to Night of the Indigenous Devs and our interview with indigenous game developer Megan Byrne, co-founder, no, main founder? Yeah, main founder of Atcha Mastawanin Games, who are working on Hill Agency, an upcoming dope-looking uh, to the beautiful art uh, detective noir game about indigenous futurism that I'm very excited for because I like that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How are you doing, Steve? Been a while. I'm good. Actually, it's been That's exactly been a, a week. but It's been a week. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching this Apex Legends Legacy trailer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. It looks kind of cartoony, if I'm being honest. Is it? Sim- looks- it's, they've done a bunch of trailers. Like Every season has a new trailer. I've actually never seen it either, but... Um, Titanfall Apex trailer. <coughs> They're promising to bring more Titanfall content. Yeah. Oh, I it does really kind of look cartoony. Yeah. It yeah, this like... is very different than their other stuff. Yeah. So, um, I'm good. I I got my Dreamcast today, which I'm very excited about. So. Ooh, what's what are you what are you playing first again? Uh, probably Fantasy Star Online, which mm. apparently you could play offline, but. Apparently, there's like a hack where you like people are hosting servers, and according to nerds on Reddit, there are like a hundred to two hundred people playing like a, like regularly mm-hmm. for Fancy Star Online on Dreamcast, which is pretty funny. That is funny. Um, so I'll probably 
play that. This all happened because we so we were house hunting mm-hmm. and we went to see this house that was like six six rooms, which it was just like ridiculous, and they just like kind of built kept building on top of this like old house. <laughs> And we were like, what the fuck are we going to do with six rooms? Like, And I jokingly said, like, oh, there'd be like a Sega Genesis room. And then it just kind of became that, like, wherever we move, we'll have a Sega Genesis room. I love and that. then I'm reading this Resident Evil history book written by a fan. And he had a chapter on, like, just Resident Evil on Sega because, like, Resident Evil Code Veronica X or mm-hmm. Code Veronica was, like, the f- first next-gen Resident Evil and it was on Dreamcast. And I was just like, you know what? I want a Dreamcast. So it's now... A Sega room. Slash and eventually I'll get a Saturn. Podcast recording room. Yeah, slash podcast room. It'll basically be... Watch, I don't know if it'll be the office. I don't know yet. There will be a Sega room, though. Can you... So. Uh, are there any Canadian Sega games you could stream? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Eidos made a few games. I don't know if that studio was in Montreal at the time. Hmm. We will investigate and get back to our viewers. Uh, but for now, Steve, a couple of papers to shuffle at the top. We have some jobs still up on the site for all those seeking gainful employment in the games industry this year. Dark Slope, Toronto, a quote-unquote multifunctional 8,000-square-foot state-of-the-art studio complete with motion capture stage and a team of world-class virtual production practitioners. They're looking for several lead Unreal Engine 4 VR game devs. Just check that out. It's a cool space. Go to their website. They have a really pretty website. Uh, Pop Reach in Vancouver is looking for over... Sorry, they have over 120 talented game makers, and they're looking for four new ones. A lead game programmer, senior game designer, user acquisition manager, and DevOps engineer. Sago Mini in Toronto, quote, quality time made simple, uh, their motto, uh, are looking for a data engineer, senior Unity game dev, senior Unity dev, lead Unity game dev, talent acquisition manager, play designer for mobile kids games, Unity Game Dev Internship and Unity Technical Artist Internship. And of course, both those internships are paid as all internships should be. And new job in Ottawa, Ontario, capital of this great nation, Star Ford Games is looking for a senior Unity Game Dev and some others. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on Wikipedia just looking at the Dreamcast games. Mm-hmm. Um, just browsing through it to see. Crystal Dynamics, they're not in... Where are they? Crystal Dynamics? They're making Avengers now, right? Yeah. I wonder if they always started in Montreal. They founded in 1992 in Redwood, California, and are currently still headquartered there, but now have studios in... Uh, uh, I think it's like San Fran. I think they're... Oh, it is just San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, MDK2 from Bioware was on it. Okay, that's one. There you go. Yeah. I don't know what so that I'll is. Maybe- I don't know what that is. Either, so I'll, <laughs> I'll try to call that. Um, yeah, I think we could find at least three Sega games that you could stream. We got we got to send you some cords though to hook that up. Yeah, I don't even know how to do that. So I'll walk you through it. Oh, okay. How about some events, Steve? Comics X Games 2021 from our f- lovely friends over at the Hand Eye Society uh, will be online May 8th to 12th as part of, part of TCAF Toronto Comics Arts Festival. A whole bunch of games, including some from our lovely patrons, will be shown at this event, some with demos. Uh, so if you want to get more information about that, links in, links are always in the description, Steve. I painstakingly put every single link in the description. So just assume quite that impressive. from now going yeah. forward to the end of time or my eventual death. The links will be in the show notes. Virtual Reality Toronto 
VRTO coming back. Um, that's going to be like a month long thing, I think. I forgot to put the date down, but it's usually quite a while. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's see here. 2021 is happening June 2nd to 8th. Oh, okay. That's a lot smaller than last time. An an international uh, spatial media and augmented reality world conference for VR, AR, etc. Tickets for that, still available. Ranging from 100 to 280 bucks for the week. Uh, Edmonton Direct is a new announcement we're very excited about happening May 5th. A celebration of game development and game culture in Edmonton. This is going to be a sort of, uh, you know, going for the Nintendo Direct style event premiering at 6 p.m. I'm assuming Edmonton time, which is Edmonton time. I think that's not three hours behind me, two hours behind you. Yeah, is that central? Isn't that uh no, not central? What's the other one? What's the mountain? Mountain. Mountain time. time. Yes. Although there was some dispute in our Discord this week about whether Alberta has any mountains, but I, of course, proved everyone that they do. <laughs> and Steve Tenocon is coming back a event put on by Digital Extremes in London, Ontario for all of the Warframe fans around the world is going online in July nice. so yeah there we go I'm going to watch that Edmonton stream mainly to just mine wishlist lists but <laughs> <laughs> me too I think they have a little tournament like a esports tournament going on too so Ooh. If, uh, if you're a giant nerd you can look into that and Edmonton Direct also includes two packed days of panels on the 15th and 16th after the um, live stream is on May 5th, and then the panels are May 15th, 16th. Nice. Nice. Um, Yeah. That's it for the events. Shuffle some papers, as you do, as we're wont to do. I used that sound effect Steve provided a few weeks ago. Everything, if there's a sound effect on the show, is just mined from other people like the magic sound effect for the wish list Seb Bastion gave me. The paper shuffle is literally just Steve shuffling some papers. Everything else I just stole off YouTube. Yeah, we just steal and then we give them uh, uh, exposure. Yes. We just, pay, we just pay an exposure. Yes. I got some news for you this week, Steve. I'm going to save my favorite for the last. I feel like everyone will know which one's my favorite. But first up, Mad Devils, a game we've been talking about being developed uh, in Midwestern Canada. Got a release date. Finally, it's coming out on. Wait for this page to load. Uh, May 7th, May 8th, something like that. May 10th, you were so close. Oof. Uh, an arcade co op shooter set during World War II, but has allied special forces hunting down Nazi occultists resurrected as demons. Uh, we covered this game a few weeks ago on the episode Killing Demon Nazis. Um, pretty stoked about this one. It's giving me, Same. as we said before, uh, what was that Housemark zombie game? Dead Nation. Um, Dead Nation vibes, which is awesome. And there's a free mm-hmm. demo. I'm going to check this out right now. I'm downloading. I'm playing the sound Ooh. effect. Play the, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, check out that demo to figure out if you want to get the full game. Demos are great. Every game should have a demo. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty stoked about this one. We should try and stream it. I'll try and stream it. Same, yeah. And I think the console versions are coming out like later in the summer. Yeah. Um, wanting to hit PlayStation and Xbox, I believe. Ooh. I found another another uh, Canadian game on Dreamcast. <laughs> Which one? Uh, well, two two technically. There looks like one was like an expansion. Speed Devils from U South Montreal. So I don't know. Mm. If, I don't know if we need to. No, <laughs> I'll pass. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Next game I want to highlight is from Vancouver publisher we've covered on the site before, Graffiti Games. Uh, they're helping bring a game, Steve, I'm very excited about. Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion, which is out now on Switch and Steam. Let me read you the pitch for this game, Steve. Uh, actually, wait, I need to find the Steam page first. I've been following this game for a bit, and I didn't realize they were tied to a Canadian publisher, so that's exciting. Quote, play as an adorable yet troublemaking turnip. Avoid paying taxes, solve plantastic puzzles, harvest crops, and battle massive beasts on a journey to tear down a corrupt vegetable government. (laughs) (laughs) What a name. What a premise. It's uh, It's 20% off until the 29th, so if you're listening to this uh, when it goes live for everyone else, you got a day to get it on sale. I'll probably get it. Uh, it's got the aggro crab seal quality. That's a meme between indie developers. If you ever see the gold aggro crab seal on a Steam page, uh, that's funny. I like that. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? What do you mean? So aggro crab is a really inside baseball indie Twitter thing. But aggro crab published or developed and published going under last year, and their account is a lot of good memes by at Lulu Blue, who people might remember from twitter she does a lot of accounts like backbone game actually uh they were like we realized anyone can just put any png in the award section of their steam page so we made this classic nintendo seal of quality but with the agro crab logo uh. and they were like if you want it just dm us and we'll send you the png so i actually put it on the sentience page <laughs> yeah so whenever i see that i think i saw that and i was super confused because you because you also put the canadian game devs like uh, most anticipated 2020 most game sentience nominee yeah. not no, not nominee. winner <laughs> but uh yeah very interested in this I wonder where the developers are from snoozy i love Kazoo. the premise it's so cool yeah oh so for those who don't know it's a indie action pixel art game um take control of an adorable turnip who happens to be an absolute menace to society uh, thrilling single-player adventure full of tax evasion, petty crimes, and more. Dungeons full of puzzles, enemies, rare treasure to pay back your debt. Snoozy Kazoo, the developers, are from West Springfield, Massachusetts. Mm. Nice. Uh, yeah, so Vancouver angle there. I wanted to highlight it. And lastly, Steve, another Vancouver developed and published project. Actually, I don't know. if I'm assuming it's self-published because all their other stuff is Celestevs have revealed the vibes for their next project. It's called Earthblade. There's currently only a uh, website with a song playing over top of a PNG in a static background. Hence the vibe reveal, the vibe being a uh, audio-visual presentation of what they think the vibes of the game will be. Upset some pedantics in our Discord, and I get it because uh, people want gameplay. Um, I'm also pro gameplay, less pro CGI trailers and none such. But I'm much more lenient with indie devs, especially indie devs with established track records of nothing but gems pumped out every single time. So, mm-hmm. what do you think, Steve? Uh, it's got me hyped. I mean, I'm excited. Just uh, like you said, like there's not really much to. Like, we don't know anything about the game. No. So. Oh, we do know um, it's a 2D Explorer action game. So, oh. that's different. Uh, Towerfall was, of course, a single-screen competitive uh, co-op uh, pixel art, like, shooting bow game. Celeste was a linear, level-based 2D platformer. Explorer, to me, implies a much more open world, a la Super Metroid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of almost picture... 
because it, it gives off like an RPG vibe, like just with the sword and all, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picture kind of like I don't know something like kind of Chrono Triggery or yeah, the font, the, the like even the color and the text is going for that like Final Fantasy Chrono Trigger. Yeah, Zelda, Zelda, mm-hmm. Zelda looks so cool. Yeah. But twenty uh, XX, so it's coming out this yeah. century. We yeah, we yeah, might be dead. Seventy nine years or so. Oh, I'll definitely be dead. Seventy nine. Oh yeah, that is nope. Yes, seventy nine years. You're right. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna live. I'm, I'm. I'll be lucky if I make it to the end of the day. So I mean, aren't, aren't we all? <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about that one. So we'll be following that from Extremely Okay Games in Vancouver, formerly Matt Makes Games. Um, yeah, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Short news week this week, but that's okay, Steve, because I got some real bangers for wish list this. I'm excited to talk to Ooh. you about. If you don't know, Wishlist This is inspired by Stephen Brett's, rest in peace, frequent wishlisting of games while we were talking about them. So I said, hey, I'm going to pick three Canadian-made games every week that we have to add to our wishlist because, of course, wishlists help improve visibility, help the Steam algorithm, and we are all beholden to the almighty Steam algorithm. First game, Steve, from Treewood Studios, Inc. in Toronto, Ontario. Hockey Heroes. I've been following this for a bit, but there's finally a Steam page, so I can plug it here. Quote, Hockey Heroes is a three-on-three arcade hockey role-playing party game. Play alone or with friends as you draft your team from a roster of diverse characters and travel across the country battling through tournaments to win all original six cups and become hockey legends. This game will be very familiar to people who are fans of NHL Blitz. Do you remember that one, Steve? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's a very cartoony, action-y, screen shake bodies slamming when you start a fight like a boxing ring just dis- ascends know, out so of funny. the ice uh, and then the person is just knocked out for a while uh equipment is shed rapidly as players smash into each other and it looks awesome uh it looks a- like the goalie becomes like an actual brick wall at one point <laughs> i'm watching this trailer too uh yeah i'm excited about this one uh Q4 2022, so I think they're just like, we're working on it. Uh, I don't think anyone knows what they're doing. Q4 2022. Um, They list in the bottom of the description, combines the high-scoring arcade gameplay from Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey N64 with the party game fun of Overcooked and the progression equipment unlocks of Castle Crashers. Three (coughs) worthwhile influences. What were the progression equipment unlocks of Castle Crashers? house crashers oh you get like a bunch of different cosmetic things for your little night guys as you run across the Uh, stage so i'm assuming it's like hockey gear and maybe like i don't know skating trails or stuff yeah true very excited about this one steve what do you think looking at the steam page oh yeah it looks awesome um i mean such a long ways out though but it uh yeah i i haven't played like the blitz like i remember nfl blitz as well i don't think i played angel blitz that much but nfl blitz was awesome it's just like blitz with a z just so you know how early 2000s it was oh that was it was awesome i remember playing nfl blitz in like arcades like back in that day so that was sweet um this looks awesome though agreed i have to ask steve is hockey heroes from treewood studios in tarana ontario on your steam wish list yes it is excellent Next game today on Wish List This. Steve, of course, you knew it was coming. You didn't know when. Mm-hmm. Nobody Saves the World from Drinkbox Studios in Toronto revealed last week. Sorry, month during the. Ooh, Nindies? No. Xbox. ID at Xbox stream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming quote unquote soon ish. 
You can wishlist it on Steam. Quote, transform into a ranger, a knight, and a horse? In this new twist on action RPGs from the creators of Guacamelee, discover over a dozen forms, mix and match their abilities, complete quests, and dot, dot, dot. Save the world? What do you think, Steve? Uh, I mean, we both stand for Drinkbox Studios. We do. All of them are, are banners, like all of those games. Nothing but net. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm super pumped. I'm, I'm ba- I go back and forth... If I wanted another Guacamelee, like mm. if they just kind of did a, a, like a trilogy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But either way, like this just looks so sweet. Agreed. Um, and, you know, I've been talking the last couple of weeks that I'm just kind of getting burned out from roguelikes. So I'm a roguelite even. So I'm excited that it's not. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Um, and uh, yeah, it just looks like it oozes with style and, and the art's awesome. Everything about it. Super dope. Spoiler, I already wishlisted back in the day, so. That's okay. <laughs> I don't have it wishlisted, so I will add it to my wishlist right now and play the sound effect. It's coming soonish, so. Soonish? Steve, I'm, we're doing a lot of gambling on here. I don't know why it's a negative influence you bring onto the show, but I'm going to say August. Mainly it's because. It's not negative. Severed and Guacamelee 2, I believe, were July-August releases. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go August. Um, I wouldn't put money on that, though, but. I think it'll be August. I'm going to play on Xbox. Where are you going to play? Xbox? Uh, Xbox mostly. Mm. Yeah. Isn't it a Game Pass game? No, I don't believe I so. Because it was one. There were a bunch that are like they differentiated. Yeah, no, they. Yeah, they mixed them up. Because it was like, like it ID at Xbox and then come into Game Pass. I'm going to go to their press kit right here and check. Nope, that oh, just downloads soon. a big file. Never mind. On, according to Twitter, coming soon. Oh, I hate those press kits. Coming <laughs> soon to Xbox Series S S. XS, Xbox One, PC, and Game Pass on console plus PC. No way. Okay, there it is. Game Pass is where I so, will play it. So Game Pass it for sure. Um, but you know how we do. We, we still wishlist on Steam. Of course. The, 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 the one-ups or whatever. I don't know what we call it. Drinkbox um, but has definitely ascended into that upper echelon of Canadian indies with like extremely okay uh, behavior, red barrels. Like they just, clay. like I'm like, they're set. You know, like... Like, you know, no one, nothing's guaranteed in this world, but I, they're probably good for a bit, you know? Yeah, I would, I would imagine so. Yeah. So Guacamelee 2 was August. Mm-hmm. Severed was April. Ooh, I had that off. Uh, I mean, Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition was April, August, February, July, October. So, <laughs> uh, I would say... You're saying August? I'm saying I August. It's going to be before, I think it'll be before August. I think it's going to be uh I think it'll be a July game. A July game? I mean it would yeah. fit. It's got that I don't know. It feels like it feels like a summer game to me. I think they have to get it out before August. Like like not you don't want to, I don't like I don't know. Sometimes indies are just sent out to die like in the September, October, November. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's just all about fucking Battlefield and Call of Duty and whatever FIFA blah 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 blah. I feel like you got to I feel like you got to get out in that summer, summer lull almost. Yeah, I was learning. I was talking to a friend. Uh, shout out to at Kumahara on Twitter. They do a lot of game marketing stuff. Um, roughly thirty to forty Steam games release a day so far in twenty twenty one. Yeah, a day. <laughs> a day. And oh, uh, so there really any more? There's like no more like good day to release a game like. A while ago, it was just the fall was big triple A's and indies started coming into like spring and summer. There was summer of, uh, arcade. 
Then spring, I think really with like, ooh, 2017, where it was like Prey, Breath of the Wild, Arms, Splatoon 2. Um, like, like then, it, then spring became a triple A space as well. And now even this summer, like, like really just like Indies are coming out every day by the bucket load and triple A's are just spread out across the year. There's really no more good space to release a game. Yeah. I think it's just like 2022 is just going to be a gone show because of all the games that have been delayed mm-hmm, from, mm-hmm. because of COVID and all that such and pushed into 2022 Gotham Knights being one of them. Um, and you know, death loop got pushed mm-hmm. and. The, that zombie one got pushed. Mm-hmm. I don't think into 2022, but late 2021. And you got to imagine some games are still going to get delayed. It's going to be Dragon Age 4, Breath of the Wild 2. Like, there's going to be so many games next year. Yeah. No, Breath of the Wild 2 is never coming out. Probably not. <laughs> I think Nintendo has been way more uh, open about how they've adjusted to work from home. And they've pushed so many timelines back, like half a year to a year, to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think a bunch of Nintendo projects that we're going to come out this year are probably 2022 games now. Yeah. Probably lining up with a steam, sorry, switch pro. I hope so. <sighs> yeah. Anywho, I'm excited for nobody saves the world. And, uh, Same. I'm also excited for this next game, Steve. We've of course covered before a monumental Canadian Kickstarter success worship by chasing rats games in Montreal. Uh, they blew past their very modest uh, Kickstarter goal to hit like 300,000 plus or something. Uh, they've pitched it as a quote-unquote roguelike genre inspired by Pikmin. Uh, you're a cult leader who has little cultists following you around in this little cult town you build, manage resources, call them in, um, put on a robe of a cultist and ready your ceremonial dagger to serve the old god of your choosing in this grim universe of worship. Planned release date when the old gods awaken. So I hope this game never comes out. Uh, Blindly blindly serve the dreadful god and lead its cult in a fresh take on the roguelike genre inspired by Pikmin. Uh, We, of course, talked about this game a bit when we were covering the Kickstarter. Uh, Their Steam page, Steve. Now, it's no Art of Rally, I think, still holds the crown from this podcast for best Steam page. But this Steam page, Masterclass. Yeah. From top down with like headers and then uh, the way they put like the color of the Steam background like brushed onto the GIF makes it seem like you're looking through the Steam page into the GIF. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there's a GIF for every section, combat exploration, followers management, rituals, uh, cult progression and building. And then a very cute little uh, Cthulhu-like tentacle choking out a cult follower at the bottom breaking breaking from the the ground like in the steam yeah Yeah. Uh, the developers say this game may contain content not appropriate for all ages including cartoon violence and blood (laughs) nice uh any any thoughts uh no i mean we talked about it last week it's got that mix of pikmin that i think is just like cool the style of it is really like it's funny premise um you know yeah hopefully I think they said 2021 on the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So not too long, but as we were just saying, like 2021 might be, or 20, oh, sorry. No, sorry. I think they said 2022 on the Kickstarter. Hold on. We're going to check the Kickstarter. Yeah. Check I think the thing that interests me most about this game is I don't think I've played another game that uses the Pikmin circle, collect your followers mechanic, which is really weird. Cause Pikmin's from like 
2000, 2001. So yeah. like it's 20 in those 20 years, I don't think I've played another game that does that thing And this. Yeah. Uh, aesthetically is so different than Pikmin Pikmin. Um, and I love Pikmin. I love Pikmin for the, the combat a lot more than I guess like the sort of miniature garden setting. So putting that combat into another game hypes me up. Hmm. I can't find the Kickstarter. Maybe I should actually check the actual story that we wrote. The, uh, goal was 60,000. They raised almost 400,000. Um, they say estimated date of delivery for all of these pledges is December 2022. So I think that's just a general like end, yeah, end of as, next year. Yeah. All right. So never mind. 2022. So oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. In bold text on the Kickstarter, worship is scheduled oh, for release. Scheduled for release. Yeah. 2022 on PC and consoles. Yeah, PS4. Uh, the game PS5. will support online and local multiplayer with a cult of up to four players. That's interesting. Mm. Oh, that is neat. Um, so yeah, 2022 is going to be a gone show, but you know, they got, obviously got like, that's the thing with Kickstarter. When you get like so many people dropping like half a mil, half a million dollars on a game or whatever, mm-hmm. it's 400,000. You kind of have like, that's comes part of your marketing plan and, and whatnot. So hopefully they don't get drawn out, but mm-hmm. drowned out, but, uh, it looks pretty sweet. I'm excited. I wishlisted. So, oh wait, sorry. You're supposed to ask me. Steve is worship from chasing rats games in Montreal, Quebec on your steam wish list yes it is excellent that's it for wish list this this week if you want to talk about your game i want to talk about your game steve wants to wish list your game get it to us contact at canadiangames.com at canadiangames on twitter post in the discord i'll put out a tweet again sometime soon asking for some there's a bit of a, a scoop going on on our discord right now scoop Ooh, that's perfect right. steve because you know what we're in you know what segment we're in right now steve what we've been playing discord discussion oh okay um Aaron, longtime friend of the show, patron, and Discord member, patron, um, posted a thing. I guess Road to the Show is like near, damn near unplayable in the show, like in the game, the 2021 version. Okay. And he actually even saying that he might look into getting a refund, but I'm trying to see like what they did, if it's just like monetization. The quote he shared is, quote, by training, playing games, you can only raise your player's stats to 50 any higher you need to buy perks and equipment from the marketplace. <sighs> now, is this 50 is out of like 100 or 120? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played it yet. I haven't had a chance to download I've downloaded it on my Xbox, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I started I know. It? I know. I did hear that like they, they got rid of the thing. Because I guess you can carry your player from like year to year mm-hmm. or whatever like of the game. That's what my friend Chris but did. They, but they they cut that off this year. Interesting. I don't know why. Maybe for because it's on Xbox or whatever, and it's crossplay. Maybe that mess stands up or whatever, or hmm. or something. But I know they cut that out because I was reading or I was listening to the IGN review. I wonder why. Um, yeah, I don't know either. But uh, it sounds like I don't know. This was the thing with like it going to Game Pass. Is just like, oh, does that mean that there's just a shit ton of microtransactions? Because mm. there already was. And like NBA 2K, like obviously just makes bank off that. Um, but uh, Brendan says, last sports game I played was NHL 95. You pick a team, they pick a team. That's that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, NHL 95 is good shit. That was the first one, right? No, I I know at least I had 94. Okay. And I think even before then, 
I don't I don't know when the first like year one was because I know like there was a Madden football like in 1990, but it was just called John Madden's football because mm. I don't think they expected to make them every single year for the next like three decades. But <laughs> Angel 94 here, Angel series, uh, Angel hockey, and then Angel 93 was the first. 93, okay. Because I hear I hear people talk about 95 that. a lot. Yeah, I think 95. Yeah, I Is mean that a 95 Canadian was kind of. Uh, I don't know who's made who made it back then. EA, like it was always been EA. Oh, it's a hockey game, video game developed by Electronics Arts Canada. Ooh. <laughs> da, 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 da. Scoop. Um, so. Yeah. That's it for Discord discussion, I guess. Sorry, Aaron, that your copy of MLB has been tainted by the greedy tendrils of the microtransactions. Is it MLB's fault? I blame we blame mlb who do we blame this time we blame capitalism steve we always blame capitalism but who do you blame under that under that yeah everyone who follows the profit motive blindly and not caring about the craft of the game over the shareholder returns but if it's like uh if like last year's was fine Mm -hmm. and then this year introduces publishing by mlb and xbox and all that don't we blame them um that would be the new factor added so potentially I mean, I blame MLB for a lot of things, but uh, actually, is MLB the bad one? Which one's bad? NBA is cool. They let their players protest things, right? Sorry, no. Uh, NBA is cool. NBA, yeah. NBA lets them protest. They actually sat out a playoff game, which was kind of like unbelievable. They got rid of that racist uh, owner, which was kind of crazy way back in the day when he called uh, Magic Johnson a monkey, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, So... Okay. Uh, yeah, NBA. NBA's where we're at now. Yeah, uh, but they're still kind of shills for China, though. Damn. So, I mean, anyway, all my homies hate, hate professional but so, sports. But so would so would I. I would be as well. If, it's a big market, Steve. It's pretty big. It's Anyways. substantial. Um, By the way, there's a politics channel on Discord that you can join. You can. <laughs> uh, last night I was in gaming <laughs> and. Uh, Dragon Slumber and I were, were talking about, uh, I, f- I don't know, Snopes or something. We went on a side tangent from Meow Dolian, our new patron, talking about um, RimWorld. <laughs> and then they just replied, yeah, I muted politics for a reason, frowny face. And then we're both like, oh, I'm so sorry. We'll, yeah, we'll stop. Get that shit out of yeah, we got to get that shit. But Steve, the joke is also that games are political inherently, but uh, not the conversation we were having it was completely divorced from games. There you go. Anywho, if you want to come join those conversations, check out our Discord, where every week we highlight something on the podcast from that discussion hashed out on here. Although Steve and I are kind of on the same page here. That sounds kind of shitty for MLB. Yeah, I'm interested to dive in. I, I just haven't had... Well, actually, have you... What's the next section? What Have you have you gotten into it yet? Um, yeah, actually, that's a good segue into what we've been playing. So this week, Ooh. I did download MLB The Show on 420 a blaze it and played probably 15 games in a row lost every single one i don't think i haven't won a game yet um are you just playing like a normal exhibition game or did you start a season did you make your own character what'd you do uh i started playing online with my friend adrian who beat me like five or six games in a row then uh i started one of all the main on the main menu there's like four buttons there's like march to october uh the player you make your player and play then there's the you pick a team and play and i did all of those like a couple games of each um my pitcher guy is really good i actually had a perfect game um 
in my second game with him, but it's like low stakes. And all I do is just like pick the pitch they recommend and point it where the pitcher's glove outline is. <laughs> so it turns yeah. out that's a good way to do it. So, yeah, but other than that, I'm, I'm terrible at the show. And there's so many rules I don't understand. Like in extra innings now, you just get a free guy on second. Yeah, they changed that for this year, I think. they. I think they did an exhibition or like in, yeah, they did an exhibition in the last two years. Mm-hmm. But there's there's quite a few initiatives going on to like make baseball games shorter because there's no time limit, right? So like games can go on for a fucking like it's normal for them to be three hours. And so if you get to the ball if you get to the stadium at like six thirty and then you might not get home till like eleven, that was kind of like dragging shit down, especially with like NBA games being like two hours mm-hmm. or less. Um so they got so they added you get a free man on second base at the start of I think every like it's, overtime it's, or every yeah at the start of every extra inning you pick who you want the runner to be. Yeah, did they implement the other thing that they did is that you can as soon as a pitcher is in the game they have to pitch to at least three batters unless they get injured. Because um, there was like a bunch of like you know it, it takes time for players to kind of like stop and then like the other guy to come in warm up and all that. I so they got don't some, switch some, my pitchers because I'm bad at the game so I don't know about that one. All right, we might be diving into why you're losing so often, but I gotta start switching my pitchers. <laughs> yeah, of course you can't have two pitches <laughs> like nine nine innings, like 150 pitches. I guess, yeah, it's a good point. Oh my god, right, well, <laughs> it doesn't recommend that to you. It doesn't be like no, hey, no one told me to do anything, so I just kept playing. Uh, okay, I will say, Steve, this is the best tutorialized sports game I've played in a long time. Right from the time you booted up, you can try. There's like four or five different styles for every part of the game whether it's hitting fielding pitching uh managing your bases etc and so you do a little very quick load in tutorial for each one and pick your favorite style for each and then you can go back into that screen and change them anytime so i did do that and i thought that was awesome um so i i recommend this game for people who like me the last show game i played was 14 on the vita and this game looks a lot better than that one so (laughs) Um, oh, so I guess they post on the show.com. I'm just reading their Discord. We're fixing an issue where the user isn't being prompt to create their... Oh, no. We're fixing an issue where ballplayers aren't gaining enough progress from road to the show training choices. We're fixing issues with some loadouts do not progress your player as intended. We're buffering archetype types overall and we'll reg- regulate ballplayer and... De- I don't know what this means. We're looking into ways within the RTS... Our road to the show locker room hub to better surface archetype prog- progression and upgrades acquired. Mm-hmm. To circle back on the point above, if there is one thing to take away from all of this, is that a Road to the Show player should feel like they are freely progressed by playing Road to the Show and only Road to the Show. What a bunch of bullshit. You've been making these games for like 30 years. Like, you know uh, that already. That's funny. Also, uh, uh, my girlfriend's making a tea, so that's what that noise is for anyone who's curious. Oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway, the show's all right. I wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't on Game Pass, I don't think. Um, um, I'm happy that... Because uh, like, I want to get Returnal... Mm-hmm. Only because it's like a PS5 game. I know I'm like burnt out on roguelites, but like, it's the fourth it's, actual PS5 exclusive. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, all right, I feel like I should get it. Plus, House Market is like awesome, so they got to be close to buying them too. Because Sony said after they bought Insomniac that they're like, we are going to start acquiring studios, and most of the House Mark projects have been PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, there's apparently a rumor going around that like some of these games will head to PS4 eventually, like Godfall and and House. Oh, Godfall's already like, coming to PS4. Oh, they, did that already get announced? Yeah, I believe I read that this morning. Oh. But, yeah, so that's kind of... Oh, it could be, sorry. 
Um, and a- I recently discovered Peggy rating lists Godfall for PlayStation Four, which yeah, usually so. just means it is. Yeah. Um, Man, can you imagine everyone bought it Returnal on PS Five for like the ten or twenty bucks more, and then like three months later, like Psych, it's on last gen two for cheaper. Yeah, that would suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that'll be me. So I mean, whatever. Whatever. Um, and Resident Evil Eight is in may early may mm-hmm. so i'm excited that i'm happy that like mlb is on game pass because it saved me 90 dollars or whatever of a game that i'll probably play for like five ten hours mm-hmm. yeah probably about how much i'll play too um yeah. i also beat mafia definitive edition this past week i scooped it up from the game saw you whenever you go and look for the red sticker because that means a discount on the new price and it was normally like 59.99 i got it for 20 which is how much i would just buy to, that game on marketplace opened so I was like, oh, cool, I'll check this out. So over the past month, I beat that. I didn't realize Mafia, and we talked about this a bit, came out in 2002. Yeah. Looking at the side-by-sides, I was like, wow, I didn't realize. Like, that's pre-GTA 4, San Andreas, all those big open-world genre-defining releases. And I think it's really good, and the ending is incredibly dumb. It's a very tropey, very cliche. A bunch of dudes watched The Godfather and Goodfellas and made an open-world game. Um, but didn't I wonder what I would think of it as someone who didn't watch those movies. You might like it. It's yeah. <laughs> it's so there's so many scenes. Anyway, it's 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 a very cliche story. As someone who's watched all those movies and is playing it in 2021, <laughs> nine right. Wait, yeah, 19 years after it came out. So at release, it might Easy. have hit differently. But yeah, I uh, I also appreciate so many. Li- and we talked about this a little bit in the gaming channel and Discord that there's a lot of little details in that game. I don't know if they were added to the remake or were in the original, but when you uh, are listening to the radio driving around, you go through a tunnel, the like radio fuzzes out and like cuts out if you're in the tunnel for too long and it comes back and you come out the other side and I'm like, oh yeah, that is how radios work. <laughs> and like, that's such a tiny detail that didn't need to be there, but I noticed its presence where I wouldn't have noticed its absence. And the game is full of those little details. And I really like yeah. that. And ammo, nice. Steve works the way ammo actually works in real life. Like for the first couple missions, I was like, why don't I have any ammo? Cause every other game you reload whenever you've shot like one bullet and your count just stays the same. But if you have like 14 out of 15, uh, bullets in your clip and you reload those 14 clips just get dropped on or shots just oh, get dropped on the ground and then so i was like i didn't have ammo and i was like what is happening and i was like oh the ammo works like real life so i would i would lose out yeah. ammo so often yeah seeing that shit oh no but but yeah. the the one gun in the game the, the one the shotgun because you load the shells in actually like that's how a shotgun works. So that, that one you can reload whenever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You just burn. Yeah. Yeah. True. Oh man. That was so funny. Did you get the platinum or no, I don't, I don't really want to spend any more time with that game. I got 500 out of a thousand gamer score. Uh, oh, you got there's a couple fun achievements trying to get like the other, it's a very outdated open world game design in that when you play the campaign there's never a space in between missions as soon as one mission ends the next mission starts your waypoints updated the lines on the map whereas people who've played modern open worlds like you have to go to a marker to start it and that going to the marker is where you encounter other side quests and start doing things Mm -hmm. so what mafia does is there's there's just the, the story and during a mission you can just run off and do something else but sometimes you can't you're locked to this trail um but then on the menu there's just free play which is like 
the same open world, same everything, but now there's no mission active, which I guess is how that originally was designed. Yeah, I mean, um, GTA 3 came out like just the year before, so... That's a long time ago. It's like early um, open world. Like, they would have been making that game... They they probably would have been making that game when GTA 3 came out, and they're like, okay, we need to actually make it like this. Like, like, I wonder, like, that's so... Because GTA was September... And and uh, Mafia One was less than a year later in August. Yeah, so they would definitely have been well into production on Mafia. Yeah, so I wonder. I wonder if it changed at all when they saw GTA Three, or if they're just like, "Fuck, they just, <laughs> like, that's what we were just doing." So it does I've never played GTA Three. In GTA Three, does it work the way like you go to a quest mission to start it? Uh, yeah, there, it has the letters of the person's name on gotcha. the map. So, like, at any point, you might actually have, like, three or four, like, letters on the map to do a mission. But then there's also... Actually, I don't know if GTA 3 did this. Because there's, like, those rampages and other things like that. They might just sort of be scattered that you don't actually... You have to you might have to go find them. They might be on the map. But I think, like, yeah, the missions will, like... Because um, you'll do a mission for someone... And the mission is like to drop them off at their house, for instance. Mm-hmm. And then, like when that mission's done, they're like, "Okay, come see me, and I'll have another job for you." And then now suddenly you have like jobs for that person and the previous person, so they'll like both be on the map, and you can kind of just fuck around if you want, or you can just go to one of the letters and do it, and then eventually they'll start dropping. Mm-hmm. So that's super interesting. Yeah, it's a very it's a very interesting artifact of open world game design. And for that yeah. reason, I think people might be interested in it. I also really wanted to play through the old ones to jump back into Mafia 3, which I got a little bit into, and I think has an amazing story and really interesting systems going on, but I wanted to play the other ones. And this game also, it's a 2K game, so like as soon as you boot it up, it's like, hey, do you want to buy Mafia 2? Do you want to buy Mafia 3? Do you want to buy, do you want to complete your trilogy or whatever? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to wait till I find Mafia 2 Definitive Edition for $20 City V Games. Thanks, thanks though. <laughs> That's fine. Steve, this is a little bit of a tangent, but on the, I was doing a little Wikipedia rabbit hole while I was researching Mafia, and I ended up on uh, Leslie Benz, the former uh, design director and producer on the entire Grand Theft Auto series after 3, but then he sued 2K and left. And Are you familiar with a game called Everywhere? But the, Everywhere? No. But the last E is backwards. Um, it's an upcoming open world video game developed by Build a Rocket Boy Games who Ben's started working with in 2016. Then there was the big lawsuit and everything. But as of last November, the studio announced they were abandoning the Amazon Lumberyard engine, moving to Unreal Engine. And that's all we've heard about it since. But it's essentially an open world game coming from the guy who directed GTA 3 onwards. And I'd never heard of it. Have you ever heard of this game? No, Sam, I'm just reading the Wikipedia article now. There doesn't really even seem to be anything on the Wikipedia article. Like, they, like, is there a website that we can go to or something? I have no idea. So I'm looking at this report from GamesBeat. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V veteran Leslie Benz formed studio to make open world game. That was published uh, 2017. Um, all the lawsuit stuff. Um, and then later in 2017, uh, Benz opens Budapest Studio to recruit former Crytek boss. Um, but yeah, it looks like the last reporting on this game was November last year when they switched from Unreal, which was like four years after they announced the game. Buildarocketboy.com just has like a little text where it's like, in the near future, technology has brought humanity to the principles of world shifting change. Huh. 
there are those who want to use technology advance advantage only themselves and those who want to use it to help all mankind will we look to the stars or stare only at our feet blah 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 huh but there's no like screenshots or anything. What's news in here? I so I don't know. That's completely. Oh, they got a, series. They got series B funding, so that's good. Nice. <laughs> they got yeah. That's that's just a tangent related to this open world discussion. But yeah, I found that interesting. I'd never heard of that game before ever. Same. They're also hiring for a shit ton of roles. Open world games. And there's are a hard. register. You can register and sign in too. But there's nothing else on this page. What a weird. I know, right? Weird little thing. All right, well, whatever. Anywho, press press kit. Do they have anything on their press kit? No, they don't. They don't. Even, they have the logo. That's it. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no Canadian angle there. It looks like they have a um, Budapest studio. And I don't know where the other one is. But yeah, um, why don't you tell me what you've been playing, Steve? Uh, so the the game behind Mech Armada. Um, the robot fighting dinosaur strategy RPG from wishlist this last week. Yeah. Reached out after we kind of pimped their, their game. They're like, Oh, do you want to try the demo? I was like, hell yeah. So it's not like a publicly available demo mm. or whatever. Um, but it's, but it kind of like, I played like a f- few missions or whatever just to get a sense of it. It's pretty sweet. Like I, it definitely shot up, um, the like excitement tier of it. Cause there's definitely not that much, like strategy in terms of the RTS-ness of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or not RTS, like strategy RPG-ness of it, where like placing your characters and there's like yes, yeah, it's, it's not an RTS, like, it's turn-based, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I meant I meant like how I'm not a big fan of like Fire Emblem games, mm-hmm, like you got to like movement, move placing all these characters. Yeah, yeah, that didn't seem to be a big focus of it, um, but it had like the roguelite part of it where you're building your little mechs and stuff like that, um, and it's pretty sweet. So that, I got excited for that. Uh, and then really the only other thing I've been playing is Death Stranding, which uh, don't ask me anything about because I just listen <laughs> to a podcast or Netflix while playing it just so I can get more trophies. Steve, name and name three characters in Death Stranding. Uh, the guy from Walking Dead. No. <laughs> the, um, the guy, the, that director guy that everyone likes. Name three characters from Death Stranding. Oh, Amelia is one of them. There you go. The baby's BB for yes. some reason. Um, <laughs> de- uh, no, dead man, dead man. Yes, he, there you go. Yeah, I, I feel like I saw that trophy. So yeah, there you <laughs> go. Awesome. I've like I started. I was like, okay, I already was super confused, and now that I'm coming back into this game like a month and a half later, two months later, like I'm definitely going to be confused. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, I had no idea what was going on, I'm, and I'm like, what? Like, what is even happening? And then I I just gave up. I was like, you know what? I'm not reading all this shit. I'm just going to watch Parks and Recreation mm-hmm. and just travel the shitty United States. But you like, uh, unlike the real United States, you like the, the movement in the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, it's just, I don't know. What am I doing? I mean, like, I'm just walking. You're delivering. I guess. It's fine. Like, I'm, I'm glad it's like a weird, kooky game mm-hmm. like anything else, right? Like, Kojima, hooray. You, you got to make the weird game that you wanted to make, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's just, I'm just like, okay, it's the storytelling in this game is like so weak. Like you can't just introduce this weird world and like not ground it in something where I don't know what's going on. Just, uh, whatever. Anyways, point is I'm at 26%. I think I can get a little bit higher before I just like chuck it into the abyss. (laughs) I think I was at 47, just beating it, not doing anything else. Yeah. All right. I'll, yeah. I don't know if I'll beat it. The thing is like. How many chapters are there? There's like 20 chapters. Oh, it's way too long. 
It's way too long, Steve. Yeah, I, I've and I've been skipping stuff too. Like now, there's no hope. Like I gave it two chances, and now now I've skipped so much. I there's like absolutely no hope for me. Um, but it's it's whatever. I'm glad people like it. Looking I, at the name I, now, I still don't know why it's called Death Stranding. I don't know what that means. The, the Death it's, Stranding is the bad guys. I think is Death Stranding the like the thing oh is that the event? Oh, it might be. Uh, okay. Sam Porter Bridges is the guy. Get it? Because he's connecting. He's a bridge. Yeah, build my first bridge. Huh? Huh? <laughs> it's a metaphor for what he does. Sam begins his journey from the east to west coast of North America. Along the way, he delivers valuable cargo to the various not cities and settlements. Helps to research the Death Stranding with the assistance of Bridges. Okay, so that's the event thing, or that's the bad guys. Think- no, the bad guys are BTS. And sure. <laughs> Anywho, keep me updated. <laughs> Let me know if you ever have to, if, if you don't change your shoes enough, you have to like rip your nails out. So that that's a fun scene. Oh, and one of the very last things in the plot is, uh, which triggered the first death stranding. So I think you're right. I think death stranding is like the event, the event okay. that fucked up the States. Huh? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I was kind of waiting for like a PS five patch. And then I remembered that like PS five games have separate trophy lists, which I hate. Sometimes, and, uh, not not always, right? Don't they? No, because they've, like, they've patched like God of War Avengers. and Horizon, and all that does is 60 FPS, mm. 4K. Okay, true. Like real 4K well, the, instead of PS4. Borderlands, 4K. Avengers, um, No Man's Sky, Marvel. They all, and De- Dead by Daylight, they all have separate trophy lists. Yeah, Marvel Spider-Man has like the remaster in the original. Um, like if you put yeah. the PS4 disc into your PS5, it loads the PS4 trophy list. Just dumb. Yeah, it's annoying because like, because <laughs> like I guess some games as well will pop the trophies and others won't. So like Avengers, I have the tr- I have the platinum in one second on my PSN. <laughs> I just I just popped it and then delete it. But I guess games like Dead by Daylight, like they would only pop certain trophies. So like all the like all the um, progression trophies in Dead by Daylight to like level up people, those will pop. But the like individual like event ones where it's like you know, kill, kill the, everyone four times and don't let anyone escape. Like if that's a trophy that won't trend, that won't like auto pop. Huh. And then I guess like some games just straight up don't auto pop and other games you have to like upload your save. And I think actually most games you have to like upload the save on the PS4 version and then download it on the PS5 version. Yeah. That's how Marvel that for Avengers. That's the Spider-Man work too. Yeah. And I can't do that for Spider-Man cause I don't have, like, I don't have a physical copy of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of weird. I know everyone was kind of clowning Xbox when they did the, like the, whatever gimmick, whatever they call it. Play anywhere. The, no, the thing where it's just like, you, you just put it in and it just plays the best version. Mm-hmm. Whatever they called that, everyone kind of was like, yeah, won't it just do that? But now it's like, okay, no, never mind. It won't just do that. Yeah. It even works across PC. Like I started Outer Wilds on Xbox and I downloaded it on PC and it just like syncing to the Microsoft cloud and it was just my save file in my achievement progress. I was like, whoa, cool. Yeah, it's like magic. So anyways, yeah, I didn't get a chance to play much, but I, I but now I got my Dreamcast. So I'm going to try to play some Fantasy Star Online. It's Excellent. Two K one where the Tron Raptors are good in it. So I'm and that, for that Bioware game. Well, I gotta I gotta find that. I didn't actually buy that. Oh, okay. Well, we'll report back with some Canadian Sega games. That's it for this episode of the CanadianGameNotes.com podcast, episode number 184. Thank you so much for listening. Do I have that right? Now I'm doubting myself. 
What was last week? Yeah, last week was 183. We're good. If you want to help us keep the lights on covering the Canadian Game Devs scene, you can back us over at patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Uh, you get loads of perks, and at the $5 credited patron tier or higher, we'd love to give you a shout-out at the end of every episode like these lovely folks. Thank you so much to Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play David Winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Eric Beer, check out thebotbook.com, Eleanor, Hanel, Gene Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graf Metal, uh, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Lion, Nicholas Azorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelots underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. We'd appreciate your feedback. And if you're on a podcast service where you can't leave a review, uh, give us any feedback you want. Contact at CanadianGamedos.com. We should take mm-hmm. questions, Steve. I don't know if people ever have questions, but send us a question. I, I could I could answer a question. We could answer a question. Lots of podcasts do questions, but yeah, again, we're also trying to figure out the viewing stats for this podcast and it's Yeah, it could just be you, you and I. I'll ask you a question. Yeah. And then we'll answer that. Oh, I thought you were gonna ask me a question. But yeah. No, I mean for next next time. I'll ask you a question, Steve. Who who are you betting on this week? Who do you like? Uh I don't know. What's even man, I don't know what's even going on in sports. I don't really have anything. My Toronto Raptors one seems to be failing me, which is great. The, uh, um, you know the you know the Sundays Saturdays of Thunder or whatever episode where Homer and uh, um, Lisa start betting on football <laughs> and uh, yeah. Lisa's really good at it and so she like calls up Mo at the end and she's like Mo it's LS she's talking for HS she's like yeah Lisa just give me the bets <laughs> 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 and uh, uh, Homer's placing a bet for the first time and uh, Mo's like yeah let me get my oh uh, Officer Wiggum could you pass me that little black book and he's like oh yeah i was just using it as a coaster <laughs> here you go <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh that was so, so good i love that episode oh man yeah good episode and this one's okay too uh thanks for joining us check us out online at candy game devs steve and i linked in the description there and that's it cool goodbye bye Don't say you don't have enough time. You have exactly the same number of hours per day that were given to Helen Keller, some guy, Michelangelo, Mother Teresa, DeMar Da Vinci, Thomas Jefferson, Albert Einstein. I hate that. Yeah, but how how fucking like rich and baller was Thomas Jefferson that he didn't have to worry about? Thomas Jefferson was also a rapist.